welcome to Women on the Line, a community radio national feminist current affairs program featuring the voices of women and gender diverse people, produced at 3CR Community Radio in Nam, Melbourne, and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Emma Hart. So we can see that this activist and this volunteer organization in one day do the job that the Polish hospitals do during the year. Women on the Line acknowledges that this program is produced and presented on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations and that their sovereignty was never ceded. We acknowledge their elders past and present, as well as the traditional owners of the land on which you're hearing us from. Earlier this year, the US Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the 1973 ruling which protected abortion rights on a national level unleashing a wave of repressive measures against abortion rights in conservative US states and increasing public focus on this area. This week on the program, we look beyond the USA to the situation for abortion rights in Poland. We speak with Alex from Spieler Collective, an anarcho-feminist anti-repression collective based in Warsaw, working to support activists or other people who face repressions because of their political activity in Poland. Listeners should be aware that this program contains discussion of domestic violence. And my name is Alex, and uh, I'm a member of Spila Collective, which is an anarcho-feminist uh, anti-repression collective based in Warsaw, Poland. And what we basically do, we support activists or other people who face repressions because of their political activity here in Poland. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today, Alex. Although you are a part of a broader anti-repression collective, it would be great today to speak about the situation around abortion in Poland. So to begin with, could you take us through the current legal situation for someone who wants to have an abortion in Poland and also for the people who might be supporting them? Yes, sure. But I think to understand it, we need to come back to, let's say, 1993, when uh, in Poland, after years of struggle between supporters and opponents of abortion, the last include the far right and the Christian church, which has like really strong position in Poland. The so-called abortion compromise was adopted in Poland. And the abortion compromise is a law that was like enforced since this 1993 until autumn 2020, according to which um, abortion was possible only in three cases. And the first one was uh, the, when the pregnancy poses a risk uh, to life or health of the pregnant woman. The second, when Um, some prenatal tests or other medical evidence indicate a serious disability or life-threatening illness uh, to the fetus. And the third case uh, was when there is a reasonable suspicion that pregnancy is uh, actually the result of a crime like rape. So since the abortion compromise came into force, uh, both sides have tried to change it from time to time, but until 2020, there was like nobody succeed in doing so. Um, But in the end, uh, the current government of Poland has found a way. And um, the judges of the Constitutional Tribunal made a sentence on 22nd of October, 
2020, that the legislation allowing abortion in the case of serious disabilities of the embryo is against the Polish constitution. So this means that since almost two years now, legal abortion in Poland is possible only if um, the pregnancy threatens the life of the woman or if it was the result of a crime. So in other words, the authorities want to like literally force women to give birth to children who might die before birth, immediately after birth, or be critically ill and disabled for life. But um, like what is important from legal point of view, in Polish penal code, you cannot actually find any article saying that person is not allowed to make medical abortion for themselves or go abroad to make an abortion. But doing an abortion, except in these two cases I mentioned, or helping with abortion is criminalized and people can face up to three years imprisonment or eight years if the abortion um, has been made in the final part of pregnancy. So this is the legal context. And even before the recent change, when there were three reasons, it sounds like there's no option if the person who wants to have an abortion simply wants to. Um, there must be always this uh, other reason. Yes, like the abortion was, like I remember times only, it was maybe a year or two, very long time ago, when there was also economical reason that women can give to make an abortion, but the government really quickly uh, cancelled that law. So actually we can say that the abortion in Poland is not legal besides this right now two cases. So the crime or the serious threat to the life of the woman. Could you speak a little bit about the broader context of the Freedom and Justice Party who are currently in power? Yeah, this is actually the long topic. And the Law and Justice Party is... Um, Sorry, the Law and Justice Party, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, it's Law and the Justice Party. That's how we translate it in the end. Um, so we call them far right, but it's really hard to say if they are far right or just right. I mean, the situation of Polish political scene is kind of complicated because from my point of view, there is no like really left-wing political parties. So we have a bit of left, central and far right. So a law and justice is more like right, far right political party. And um, like they started to be in power in 2015 and then they won again elections in 2019. And every time they choose the, um, the strategy of hate to win the election. So in 2015, they choose the anti-migrants narration and they were supporting a wave of hate against uh, refugees in Poland, even if Poland actually didn't decide to host any refugees, um, even according to the European uh, law. But they used this narration, they won the election in 2015. And since that time, they started to change the Polish law and they, like, uh, they started this process of taking Poland out of European Union, actually. And they were changing a lot of um, 
the prosecutor office and all justice system. And also from time to time, because a lot of people who support them are actually far right. So they were trying to show themselves as the protectors of Polish culture, of Polish uh, family, uh, traditional issues. Um, and uh, so they tried to, to build their image as a, like this protectors of the nation. So that was 2015. And also in 2016, there was the first wave of the protest because of the, they try to change the abortion law. Um, so it was, uh, if I could remember, autumn 2016, when there was like two projects in parliament. Uh, one was to liberalize abortion law and the second was to even make it harder. And then um, so many people went on the street and uh, actually none of this project in the end uh, was voted. And uh, then it was 2019 when we had another election. And at that time they won because of a huge campaign against LGBT community in Poland. So it was another time when they won because they used the narration of hate and they tried to just like make a big conflict in Poland based on values. Uh, and in the meantime, they were changing the law and they were taking control over the justice system. They were taking control over the public media, which are not uh, called public media anymore in Poland, but they are called national media. And yeah, and uh, in the end in 2020, because they knew that they cannot use just parliament to change the abortion law. So they used this constitutional tribunal, which is now under control of the current government to, to find this way, this gate to, in the end, change the abortion law in Poland. So moving to 2021 now, I think, um, let's talk about the case of Justyna Wendrinska. Can you speak about, um, like, give some background on the situation and tell us what has happened so far? So Justyna is a member of a feminist collective called Abortion Dream Team. Uh, it's a collective who made, like, really great job after the constitutional tribunal um, made the sentence about abortion. Uh, and since that time, the collective is supporting uh, women in Poland who need abortion. <clears throat> so they are giving information and they are contacting people with um, places where, pe where people can take the medical abortion pills or they support organizing um, abortion abroad for people in need. And um, Justyna is uh, really active in this collective and uh, she also supports the uh, info phone line. So she talks with many other women who need abortion and support them. Also, um, like she's 47 years old, mother of three kids. And she's also a survivor of um, domestic violence. And at some point she decided to have her own abortion. And after that, she decided to go out from this uh, bad relationship. And since that time, she decided that she will be supporting other women in the need. 
so she was really great after the sentence of the tribunal. And one day, um, a girl contacted the abortion dream team saying that her partner uh, doesn't allow her to make an abortion and he's really violent. And uh, he didn't allow her to go abroad to have um, abortion. Uh, so that was also the big, like the middle of pandemic. Uh, so it was not as easy to get the medical, like the pills uh, just by post because post didn't work well that time. So Justyna decided to share her pills with this girl. But in the end, um, people realized that the partner of this woman was waiting in the home with police. And uh, that's why now Justyna is charged uh, because of like supporting, like helping in abortion, which means that the prosecutor is asking for three years imprisonment for her. And we are right now after two court hearings and we are waiting for the third one, which will be next month. It's hard to say before the hearings and the legal process is completed, but what do people think will happen to Justina in this case? Yeah, it's a really good question because it's the first case like this and it's also kind of show trial. And uh, we also need to know that right now prosecutor office is under control of the government. So it means that they will do their best to show case of Justina as an example for other activists and other women to not do this kind of support work. Women on the Line. On community radio around Australia, you're listening to Women on the Line. We're looking at abortion rights in Poland, and you're hearing Alex from Spiele, an anarcho-feminist anti-repression collective based in Warsaw, speaking about the case of activist Justyna Wierdrinska. So from our point of view, what Justyna has done is just supporting human rights because we believe that the right to abortion is a human right. So it's really hard to say if any court will decide that this kind of support might be penalized. But we don't know. Like we need to wait for that, especially that, um, yeah, we never had any sentence like this before. So we all are, are waiting. And In a way, this is also really a case study of how abortion rights relate to the broader oppression of women and people who can get pregnant. Yeah, I think, you know, like the domestic violence, it's still a huge problem in Poland. And this is the problem that the government somehow doesn't want to solve or doesn't know how to solve. I don't know, maybe to give you a broader picture, we can say that around 90,000 people survive different kinds of domestic violence here in Poland. And um, we need to also consider that many other cases cannot be registered because people don't really want to call the police, which is reasonable because Polish police usually do not help in this kind of situations. They don't know how to deal with this kind of situations. And very often they make situation even worse. 
So we know about this 90,000 cases, like 90,000 people who survive uh, domestic violence. And according to the police statistics, over 70% of them are women. Actually, most of the problems could be solved by implementing into Polish law, for example, the terms of the Istanbul Convention on Preventing Violence Against Women and Domestic Violence, to which Poland actually is a signatory. But unfortunately, the law and justice government uh, is a declared enemy of this convention. So and from their point of view, if it's not longer possible to sign out of it, so they prefer to pretend that this convention doesn't exist, so you cannot see anything like this in Polish law. Could you speak about what the responses are to this legal repression in the abortion space? So what is happening and how, how are people fighting back? I think to answer this question, we need to come back to 2020 because there was a big wave of protests uh, in whole Poland and also abroad. Um, it started a few days before the Constitutional Tribunal made this sentence. And then since uh, 22nd of October 2020, like every single day for almost two months, there was a big protest everywhere in Poland, like especially in Warsaw, but not only. I think um, like most, like every bigger city and many, many other organized a huge protest. But that protest was not only against the, the repression and abortion, but later it was generally against the, the government. And the, this protest took like almost half a year and people were facing much more other repressions and people like police arrested many people during this protest. Um, but in the end, uh, like of course government and the constitutional tribunal didn't change their mind. So this law still exists, even when other activists tried to like propose new law, more liberal law for abortion, but the government didn't uh, put any attention to that. So for now, at least uh, nothing changed in that case, but people are still active. And um, what was really great that different collectives, different grassroots groups appeared after that, like Abortion Dream Team, like uh, Women Help Women or Women in Web. So these are groups and organizations who support people who need an abortion. So they organize um, like travel abroad to make an abortion and they organize abortion pills for that people. So they like every single day, they made a really great job. And we even know the numbers, which are quite interesting to me because uh, like every single day, only one group, which is abortion dream team, organize the travel abroad for four people from Poland. And every day, at least 90 people use uh, the abortion pills. And we can now compare it to the Polish hospitals and their statistic, which says that in Polish hospital in 2021, they made only 107 abortions for women. So we can see that this activists and this volunteer organization in one day do the job that the Polish hospitals do during a year. 
That is a huge difference in numbers and uh, really quite spectacular also in terms of grassroots organising to support this essential human right. Uh, can you tell us about Spieler now? So what, what is an anti-repression collective and what, what is the work that you do? So mostly um, we are providing two anti-repression phone lines. One is dedicated mostly for Warsaw, but people from all the country can use this number and they can call us if they need any legal support, any legal consultation, or if they or their relatives or the, their friends uh, are facing, for example, the risk of arrest. <clears throat> so this number started to be popular during the demonstration when uh, almost every participant has this number on their hands. So in the case when people were arrested during protests, uh, we got this information. We, we were responsible to find these people on the police stations and link them with the lawyers because we also gathered a really great group of lawyers. Uh, so that's why we were able to provide this um, legal assistance to everybody who was arrested during the protest. And uh, we, of course, also support them during the uh, court hearings. Uh, so this is mostly what we do. Since last year, we opened the second line, which is dedicated only for the situation on Polish-Belarus border to support activists and the local community who face repression because of providing humanitarian aid to the refugees. That's refugees crossing uh, into Poland from Belarus, so entering the EU. Yes. It sounds like in both situations or for both lines, a huge amount of work going on there. Um how can people support your work if people are listening now? What is the best way that they can lend their support to you? Well, to be honest, right now we face uh, some difficulties with our budget situation because Spieler Collective is a grassroots movement, like grassroots group. So we do not take any money from, I don't know, like government, like they will not support us anyway. But we can work only because uh, people donate to us. And since last year, when the situation on the Polish-Belarus border started, and this year when the Ukraine uh, has been invaded by Russia, so many people who supported us financially started to support also these other activities, meaning that we have like less and less budget. And uh, we need something like thousand euro per month to pay to our lawyers, even if they take like really, really little amount of money, but we still need some money to keep these cases going. So the best way is to contact us. And if you have any possibilities to just uh, donate something to us. But, and also because we still cooperate and we want to support, for example, abortion dream team, so the best way to support abortion in Poland is to donate the groups who are doing so. Is there anything that you would like to add that we haven't covered today? Maybe only that we know here in Poland that we are not the best in sharing information. Like there is really a lot going on in this country and this movement here is still not as big as we wish to be. So sometimes it's really hard to share info abroad. But for us, it's really important that other people know what is going on here. So if I can ask you, like, 
you, dear listeners, like it's cool if you want to find some information, if you are searching for information and if you share this information because Poland is in a very special moment. Um, we are in, also in the middle of economical crisis right now and the next elections will be next year. So we actually expect that there might be another wave of repression in Poland next year. And we really don't know what will happen if law and justice will win again the third time. So we expect that there might be like huge changes in this country. And we don't know if we can call it democracy anymore. And I'm not really sure if we will be able to call it democracy after the next elections. That was Alex from Spieler Collective, an anarcho-feminist anti-repression collective based in Warsaw, speaking about political repression and abortion rights in Poland. To support Spieler's work or find out more, you can find them on social media. That's S-Z-P-I-L-A on Facebook, or their website is spieler.blackblogs.org. If this discussion has brought anything up for you, you can contact National Domestic Family and Sexual Violence Counselling Service 1800RESPECT on 1800 737 732. And that's all for Women on the Line today. Women on the Line is a community radio national feminist current affairs program featuring the voices of women and gender diverse people. This program was produced in Nam, Melbourne, with the amazing support of 3CR staff. A big thank you to them. Women on the Line is broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network, and we greatly appreciate financial support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We welcome your comments or thoughts on today's show, so send us an email to womenontheline at gmail.com or phone 3CR on 03 9419 8377. If you'd like more information about today's program or to listen to the show again, you can find what you need on the Women on the Line website, 3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. The theme music for Women on the Line is by Ripley Kavara. I'm Emma Hart. Hope you can tune in again next time. <laughs>